This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. Well, hello there, dear one. I'm going to try a different twist on this episode. I'm going to be titling this type of episode, the Ask Katrina episode, a place where I answer some of your most burning questions. And so if you like this style of episode, then I will do more of them. And so I just wanted to present one of them to you today. And so over the last decade, I have had so many questions asked. I would say thousands of questions asked of me. And honestly, there are frequently asked questions, questions that always, always repeatedly come up. And it's time I just have a place to answer that and have a place where you can come to get those those answers. Questions like you might have, Katrina, what do you think about intermittent fasting? Or Katrina, what do you think about the keto diet? Or maybe it's a bit more deep than that. Maybe it is one about a mindset shift where you really need to understand in your mind and get unstuck in certain areas. And so I'm here to answer and address those as well. And listen, let me know how you like this episode, and I would be happy to do future ones. And you can even submit your questions to me if you would like. And you can always let me know by going to Katrina at healthyfreelife.com. Again, that's Katrina at healthyfreelife.com. I would love to get your email. All right, so today's question comes from Sue, who is a dear student who just recently attended my free Conquer Your Cravings event. And here is her question. She says, I recently watched all of the Conquer Your Cravings videos. I was doing really well eating God's glorious foods until I took the next step of weighing and measuring. I was hoping I would have lost weight, but I gained. It completely derailed me. I have lost motivation. Does this sound crazy? Please help. So I selected her question because you too may be starting out on your health journey. Maybe you just joined me in a recent free event, or maybe you've already started a little while ago and you're feeling discouraged because you haven't lost weight yet, or worse, maybe you gained. So I am so glad that she reached out because the alternative was that she could have just chosen to stay silent, right? Quit trying completely and then never get healthy and free. The fact that she reached out tells me she has hope. And that's a really, really good thing. So congratulations on reaching out, Sue. So I have a lot of thoughts on this question and probably more than what I'm going to share here. So here's what I want you to know. I have 14 thoughts on this question and true to the Katrina way, I have divided them into body, mind, and spirit thoughts. And some of them are quick, some of them a little longer, but I think that you're really going to be encouraged by this. And so this is not just for Sue, but this is for anyone who's feeling discouraged along the way that maybe you're not seeing weight loss or you've seen some weight gain. So let's dive in. So number one, the healthy free life way, it is not a diet. And you're probably used to diets. You know, the one where you go all in, you drop five or seven pounds in the first week and you're so excited. But then at some point, you can't sustain. Maybe you go back to old habits and then we gain all the weight back. Or is it? Is this just me? Listen, dieting has failed us. 
The statistics show that almost all of us fail at dieting and that 95% of us gain the weight back after dieting and about 66% end up a little bit fatter than where we were before. We need a new way, a way that brings true lasting health and restoration to our temple so that we can ditch disease. We can gain vitality and energy, find food freedom, and yes, also lose weight. That's what the Healthy Free Life Way is is that we are learning to eat and live God's way, not man's, and do it for God's glory, not ours. And if you need a refresher on how the Healthy Free Life Way is different than anything you've tried before, then be sure to listen to episode number one. All right, so number two, it's not just about what you eat. If we are not careful, we can focus so heavily on food, thanks to our past dieting, and ignore the other healthy habits that are even more important to metabolism and weight loss. Things like worshiping God, resting, hydrating, sleep, and moving your body throughout your day. And if we don't add in and remember and include these other healthy habits into our life, we will set ourselves up for failure. I hear things like, I'm eating the chicken, I'm eating the salad, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that you tell me to do perfectly, but I'm not seeing results. And my question back is then, okay, so tell me about your sleep. Are you moving? Are you hydrating? Tell me about your relationship with God. What about stress? Because if you've got a lot of stress in your life, stress kills your results every time. And one of the biggest ways we can combat stress is through rest, which is why it is one of the essential habits in our seven healthy habits. So this is why I don't just teach about nutrition. All of our programs from the beginning to end are built on a body, mind, spirit approach to getting healthy. We talk about that more in depth again in episode number one of what makes healthy for your life different. So we have seven habits that make up our body, mind, spirit framework. The seven habits are worship, rest, hydrate, sleep, move, eat healthy, and exercise. And I usually have people start with food because it's one of the easiest places to make positive changes in and see some results relatively quickly. But it's really important that we remind ourselves that there are other habits that we must establish and we will get to them if you're not already there. You're going to hear me talk a lot about habits and these seven habits on the podcast. And if you're part of my academy, I'm also going to help you to develop those habits in the right way, a scientific way that works with our minds so that we actually achieve success in these habits that are going to help us to reach our goals. So I make sure that every month is dedicated to building these beautiful habits that serve us and help us to create the lifestyle that we crave. And we don't have to do this with dieting, deprivation, or defeat. Yes and amen. All right. Number three, how long have you been on the journey to health and freedom? So just like I said, it wasn't a diet. This definitely isn't a 30-day program or a 40-day program or a three-month program. We are on a journey to health and freedom where we are undoing all of the damage we have caused our body. We are breaking all the bad habits that are not serving us, and we are creating new healthy habits that bring abundant living. This takes practice. This takes time. And listen, I'm not finished yet. 
I'm not even sure that we're going to be done on this side of heaven because we are going to be practicing these daily acts of healthy habits. Honestly, we need to do them until the day we die. And will it become easier? Absolutely. But we also have to be mindful that it's not going to be too hard for our minds to want to ditch the habit at any given time. So it's going to take us time to practice these. And here's what I want to let you know as well. You know, for me, this journey back to health, it took me five years. Now, granted, I didn't have a Katrina in my life. I didn't have a health coach who laid out a step-by-step system that would help me to achieve the results easier and faster than Katrina did. But I will say that it still was a process. It still was a journey and it wasn't an overnight miracle. And I share more about my journey in episode three, if you're interested. And in Sue's case, she had only just begun Conquer Your Cravings, right? So just a couple weeks ago, before her question came, she had started her journey. And her desperate cry for help came just two weeks into that health journey. So again, if my health journey was five years and she's having this feeling at at week two, like we are, we've only just begun, right? And so Sue mentions that she was doing really well eating God's glorious foods. But I would not expect that she would be eating God's glorious foods 80 to 90% of the time and doing so in a way that's unique to her in just two short weeks. I don't think that's possible. And if it is, it's not sustainable. And so we still have so much more to do. I still have so much more to teach you and show you about food so that you can learn how to use God's glorious foods as a tool to fight disease, gain vitality and energy, and lose weight. And I love that Sue dove into eating God's glorious foods, but there might be some possible mistakes that she made that might need to be fixed. And we're going to fix that through the 40-day food revival because that's where she's headed next. Plus, don't forget, we have all the other healthy habits we still need to establish, and we'll get to those. All right, number four thought. Weight gain is not always a bad thing. So my question is, how much weight are we talking about? Have you gained two pounds? Have you gained four pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds? Listen, we expect weight loss to be this perfect downward trend, but really, honestly, it is a lot of up and down. My husband and I lead a weight loss group coaching program, and we tell our students all the time, if you gain more than five pounds in one to two week period, then yes, it's time to intervene and we need to change something in your diet or lifestyle. But if it's you know, five pounds or less or less than five pounds, I'm really not too worried about it. It usually works itself out as they continue the journey. And if it doesn't, again, we intervene. Here's some things that you need to know about that. Even I can easily fluctuate several pounds in any given week or month, especially around menstruation. Also know that it could be fluid, and that doesn't mean that it's bad. I mean, there is excess fluid that can be a problem. However, if you have just started recently hydrating your body more, in other words, hydration is one of the first things that I have my students work on when they come into the program is I make sure that they're drinking more water. And so if you're drinking more water and you're used to having a dehydrated body and now you have a more hydrated body, well, your body might be housing more water. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And remember, we're like two thirds to almost three quarters water, depending on your weight. And that is a significant portion of our weight. So it could be hydration, which is not always a bad thing. 
And just because you aren't losing weight doesn't mean you aren't losing fat. So we're going to talk about that as well. Number five is that tempo restoration takes time. So if if you recall, my journey was five years because we are rebuilding a healthy body. True lasting weight loss and body change, they are a byproduct of healthy eating and living. True health is an inside out process. And as you eat these glorious nutrient dense foods unique to you, your body will start getting the nutrients it needs. The nutrients it may have been lacking for years. Your body's like, yes, this is amazing. And what it does is it gets to work using all of those nutrients and it starts to heal your body at a cellular level. And sometimes you might have to actually gain weight first. And not everyone wants to hear this and not everyone is willing to endure that healing process, especially if it creates some weight gain, but stick it with it long enough. And I will tell you on the other side of healing comes the weight loss. So how long will it take to heal and rebuild? Well, it's going to be determined in part by how long you have spent tearing it down. You see, your body is going to prioritize healing over weight loss. So we need to take into consideration things like, what is your dieting history? Like how many decades have you been trying to diet your way out of the situation? What you need to understand is that dieting, every single diet that we try and don't succeed at is a hit on our metabolism and our metabolism gets more and more, for lack of better words, damaged along the way. We become imbalanced hormonally. The next question is, how many times have you gained and lost weight? So if we've had significant weight losses and weight gains in our life, when I say significant, 20, 50, 100 pounds lost and then regained, this is again, a big hit to our metabolism each and every time we do this. And the more times we do this, the more damaged our metabolism can become. So there's a lot of work to do. And then with that damaged metabolism, what can happen is that we can begin to get some of these diseases that that begin to come in. So if you're struggling with these diseases, any of the diseases um, that I'm going to mention here, such as pre-diabetes, diabetes, autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia or IBS, hypothyroid disease, inflammatory diseases, these diseases are going to need to be healed First, we're going to need to seek to repair what has been broken. And so this is going to take time and your body will prioritize that. But I'm telling you, as you add in these nutrient-dense, glorious foods that bring health and healing, and you start caring for your body with adding in these other glorious habits like sleeping well and hydrating and resting your body, these are beautiful habits. And then what happens is the, the healing will come. And then we can begin the process of really going all in on your weight loss. And so if we were to force your weight loss with any of these situations, so if you have a extensive dieting history, if you have extensive weight loss and gaining history, if you have any of the diseases that I mentioned, then the thing is, is that if we can go on an extreme diet and you could push your body to lose weight, but there will be a price to pay if we repeatedly do this over and over again. And so we need a new way, a way that brings health and healing to this temple so that we can get restored so that we can do the good work that God has for us to do. 
And know this, God has given us an incredible body that has the power to heal itself when given the right nutrients and environment. Healing will come. Weight loss will come, but you got to stick with it. And I love this from Amy. So Amy encouraged Sue in our community group. And she says, Amy says, I came to Healthy Free Life with a body that I abused with sugar, processed foods, and lack of movement and exercise for years. Everything fell into place for me when I stopped mingling with the scale and just focused on the healthy, free life lifestyle habits and eating real foods the way God made them. Once the healing took place in my body, then the weight started releasing. I would encourage you to focus on loving your body, treating it with gentleness and respect, and letting it heal first. I hope this makes sense. Just one day at a time, one step at a time, one good choice at a time. I love that, don't you? So Amy has successfully lost uh, 30 pounds so far, and she has a completely different life. This is what we are after. All right, number six. The goal is fat loss, not weight loss. So muscle does in fact weigh more than fat. And for instance, the size difference between one pound of fat and one pound of muscle is pretty significant. And we want to lose fat, not muscle. And the problem with fad diets is that they rarely provide enough nutrients and calories, especially in the area of protein. And they, provide, they don't provide enough nutrients and, and calories to build muscle. So the weight you are actually losing is muscle. Most diets create too big of a calorie deficit, which puts our body into starvation mode, which can lead to excess muscle loss. So yes, we might be losing weight, but it's the wrong weight. Eventually, when you stop the diet, you will begin to gain the weight back as fat, not muscle. Because it's much easier for your body to make fat than muscle. (laughs) Bummer, right? So then you now have more fat after the failed diet than before, making it even harder to lose weight the next time. This is not healthy weight loss, and it's way too common in our yo-yo dieting mentality. Most people don't realize that when we feed our body nutrient-dense foods, like the foods listed in the Glorious Food Listing, and like I teach in the 40-Day Food Revival, especially the right type and amount of protein, it actually helps us to build muscle. Because muscle is heavier than fat, the scale could stay the same even though your body's ratio of fat to muscle is transforming. In order to achieve healthy weight loss, you must build muscle. Once you combine these glorious foods with all the other healthy habits, like our metabolic workouts that include strength training, watch out, that body is going to transform. Now, a little caveat here. It is possible to overeat these nutrient-dense foods. So finding your unique diet that helps you to achieve the results that you are looking for is key. And the 40-Day Food Revival does provide you the tools to start helping you on that journey. Usually I find though, that when someone transitions from eating a standard American diet to eating nutrient dense whole foods, usually they eat less. And because these foods provide nourishment and they help to diminish cravings and hunger so that you can naturally eat less foods. And that's a good thing. All right. Number seven, if you focus on weight as your only measure of success, you will fail. On this Healthy Free Life journey, you must 
look for other signs of health and freedom, especially initially. And I call these non-scale victories or NSVs for short. So what are non-scale victories? Well, they're things like deepened relationship with God or more energy, clearer mind, freedom from food, better sleep, improved mood, glowing skin, decreased pain, disease reversal, and more. But then also things like what can we give ourselves pats on the back for accomplishing? So the fact that you have started the journey to health and freedom by eating God's glorious foods and more of them in your life, that is a success. We've got to look at these things that we're doing, not just experiencing and give ourselves love and praise for doing the thing. Because sometimes the work is not easy, especially if the results are not always immediate, because these things can take time. But here's what I'm wanting you to know is that often these non-scale victories come before scale victories and we've got to be on the lookout for them and we've got to celebrate each and every one. And yes, I know you want to, you desire to lose weight. We are looking for some scale victories at some point, but remember a healthy weight loss only comes from a healthy body. All right. Number eight, it is okay to ditch the scale. The scale can be a helpful tool, yet it's often misleading. Weighing yourself tells you very little about the type of weight that you've gained or lost. You might be losing fat, but you might be losing muscle. You want to know how much fat versus muscle you have lost or gained. The way to effectively know you are getting at the stubborn fat, especially around the middle, is when you begin, your body begins to shift back to the shape of the younger you. When your apple or pear shape begins to turn into more of the hourglass shape, you know that you are successfully winning the weight gain battle. Here's what I want you to measure healthy body changes. This is what I want you to do. This is how you measure fat loss is by taking body measurements. Taking your measurements in certain areas can give you an idea of where you're losing fat, which is important since we we all lose fat in different areas and in a different order. So for instance, we want to take measurements around our arms. We want to take measurements around our bust, around our waist, around our hips, around our thighs, and even maybe around our calves. And here's what I need you to know is that you're going to start seeing differences in different areas. So you're probably going to lose weight more quickly in your thighs and your hips before you do it in your fat. So you also need to understand that this more stubborn fat is going to be found in your belly and in your and in your upper arms. So that lovely fat that hides behind our arms, that takes a little bit more time to get to. We got to get through some other fat first before your body gets to those, but eventually it will come. And so while the scale might not be moving, but when you start realizing that you're losing inches off of your thighs and hips, you're like, yes. And eventually you're going to start seeing the whole body begin to dwindle in all the right places if you're doing all the right things. So taking your measurements can help reassure that things are happening, even if you're not losing fat exactly where you want just yet, or seeing the scale move as fast as you were hoping. And listen, if the scale is a trigger, get rid of the scale. 
only you know if your relationship with the scale is healthy. If you have been on a diet roller coaster and yo-yo weight loss and gain, then and you've been doing this for years, possibly decades, then chances are your relationship with the scale is not healthy. If you know that it's not healthy, then it's time to sit down with your scale and have a little talk. Let it know that it no longer has a place in your new healthy life, and it no longer is welcome to dictate your self-image. It's not going to be able to dictate your feelings, your self-worth, or your outlook on life. Your worth is not measured by a number on the scale. So for some, if this is you where it's just like taken too much real estate in your heart and mind, then I recommend putting your scale up in the closet. For others, you need to throw it away. Yes, you heard it right. Your scale belongs in the trash and it can be so freeing. And don't worry, you're still going to be able to measure your success. Remember, we're about measuring fat loss. And the best way to do that is through body measurements. And I recommend doing body measurements like every two to four weeks. And if that's still daunting for you as well, no worries. You can just measure how your clothes fit. Are they becoming looser in some places? Do you just feel a little smaller in certain areas? Then you know you're making progress. We don't need a scale to define success. You don't know how many students I've had that have shared that they can fit into smaller clothes and feel amazing, yet the scale didn't go down as much as they suspected based upon how good they were looking and feeling. Some of my students have lost sizes in clothes and the scale didn't move. Which would you rather have? I'd rather have body transformation than than scale transformation. Number nine, I want you to trust the process. Don't give up. I've been doing this health coaching thing for over a decade. I have taught thousands of students along the way. You can visit healthyfreelife.com forward slash reviews to hear some of their stories. There are incredible success stories of those who have depended on God for strength, trusted the process, followed the steps that I lay out, whether it be in the 40-day food revival or in the academy, or they just have chosen to do the thing on their own. They've kept doing the thing. They stuck with it long enough to see the results. Listen, I'm going to do my part, but you keep doing your part, but we need to remember where our real help comes from, which leads us to number 10. I want you to leave the results to the Lord. If you believe that the only way to get weight loss results is with your effort alone, once again, you will not succeed. If God has called you to temple restoration, then you've got to do your part. You've got to take the faithful steps that I lay out before you, but the results They are not dependent on you. The results are up to the Lord. Doesn't that take a weight off? Yes, yes. So a little quick one here. Number 11, don't forget, if God has called you to it, you've got to do it. No matter the results, no matter how you feel, you've got to do the thing. That's why it's important to, number 12, keep your eyes on Jesus through this process. Not just at the beginning, but daily, even moment by moment. The Bible tells us that the God of peace equips us with every good thing to do His will, and He will work in us that which is pleasing to Him through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. That's why in our Healthy Free Life Starter Kit, I provide a seven-day devotional to help get you started on that journey of keeping your eyes on Jesus in this process. This devotional is focused on finding freedom from food, but also the bondage of old ways of thinking and looking at things. And you can download this free starter kit by visiting kit.healthyfreelife.com. 
kit.com, kit.healthyfreelife.com. And if you've joined the the Academy or the 40-Day Food Revival, then you have access to the full 40-Day Devotional that's found in the prep lesson of the 40-Day Food Revival. This is a powerful tool in your toolbox. The reason why we need to keep our eyes on Jesus and His Word in our heart is because it is the biggest weapon against the enemy, which leads us to number 13. You are a threat to the enemy. If God has called you to temple restoration, you better believe you will have resistance and you will be distracted by the enemy. John 10.10 tells us the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Listen, we are after life, life in the full, abundant living so that we can go and do and be all that God's called us to. Once we're released of these burdens so that we can do the good work that God has called us to do, we are a threat. And if you allow the enemy to take away your joy, your motivation, and your willingness to continue this temple restoration journey, he wins and you lose. Do not let him win in your life. You keep pressing on. Keep your eyes on Jesus and keep your nose in his word and his word in your heart. And last but certainly not least, number 14, await the breakthrough. This is taken in part from the book Atomic Habits by James Clare. In his book, he says, breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions, which build up the potential required to unleash major change. Habits often appear to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold and unlock a new level of performance. In the early and middle stages of any quest, there is often a valley of disappointment. You expect to make progress in a linear fashion, and it's frustrating how ineffective changes can seem during the first days, weeks, and even months. It doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. It's the hallmark of any compounding process. The most powerful outcomes are delayed. This is one of the core reasons why it is so hard to build habits that last. People make a few small changes, fail to see any tangible results, and decide to stop. You think, I've been working out every day for a month, so why can't I see any changes in my body? Once this kind of thinking takes over, it's easy to let good habits fall by the wayside. But in order to make meaningful difference, habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau. If you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it's not because you've lost your ability to improve. It's because you've just not yet crossed the plateau. Complaining about not achieving success despite working really hard is like complaining about an ice cube not melting when you've heated it from 25 degrees to 31 degrees. Your work was not wasted. It's just being stored. All the action happens at 32 degrees. Remember, all big things come from small beginnings. The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. But that decision is repeated. A habit sprouts and grows stronger. The task of breaking a bad habit is like uprooting a powerful oak within us. And the task of building good habits is like cultivating a delicate flower one day at a time. So how do we keep pushing forward and wait patiently for our breakthrough? Well, we pray. We believe truth 
and we continue taking small faithful steps. We must not for one minute believe that our efforts are wasted or that they're not working. Remember, with God's power and our faithful steps, anything is possible. We must press on towards the prize and ask for God's strength and assurance as we wait. So, the question then becomes, are you willing to wait patiently in faith for your breakthrough? Now, let me leave you with this reminder from 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Until next time, bye for now.